Many adults and kids have bizarre thoughts that race through their head and disappear in a split second. Some can change the world. Some only affect it minuscurely. Well, one kid had a thought. What happens if I started a business? What happens if this business sold comics and was called Secret Crisis Comics? In today's episode of Squid Talk, we delve deeper into that thought as we explore the ways role-playing can change a kid's perspective on life. Okay. Um, how are you today? Doing good. How are you guys? Great. Uh, good. We just finished recording our 27th episode. Oh, last my time. gosh. That is insane. I mean, that's awesome. It's great, but, I mean, that's crazy cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun. It was fun. It was that's awesome. Fun. Yeah. Um, can you confirm your name pronunciation for us, please? Yeah, the last, it's Todd, and the last name is, uh, it's, I'll pronounce it, it's pronounced Joback, J-O-B-A-K, it sounds like. Okay, uh, great. It's a hard great. J sound. All right. Great, thank you. Um, would you just like to, what would you like us to call you for that? Oh, uh, you can just call me Todd. All right, great. Um, uh, hopefully it'll be around uh, 30 minutes, the interview, okay. is that okay for you? Yeah, that'll work. I got that blocked out. We're set. All right, great. Um, and do you have any questions for us before we start? Uh, just my only question is, what was the first? This is just a curious one because I, I can't remember and I don't have the app open. But what was your first? The first date of your recording? Oh, uh, how long have you been doing this now? Um, I think so. We recorded a um, one of our we recorded our first interview with one of our um friends um around january or not january um it was around the time we started record it was like a month before we recorded so i think like um eight plus months okay okay yeah cool cool yeah. cool Excellent. i think we started we in like november of last year yeah ah i got it got it late november i remember because uh-huh. it was uh it was jack's birthday by then oh yeah 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 great yeah we've been doing this for about roughly almost a year that is yeah. awesome yeah yeah yeah. All right. Are you no, ready? I don't have a lot. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of questions because I don't know how they, I haven't heard an interview for you guys. So I'm just curious how it's going to work out. So this is awesome. Yeah. It's so, I'm so excited. I think we all are. I, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Are we all? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Good, good, good. We're enthusiastic. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Are we ready to start, Owen? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, Wyatt, um, you good? What? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so okay. are you there? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're ready. Cool. Jack's right. being Jack. <laughs> yep, he's not here, as usual, but that's okay. We're fine. <laughs> um, all right, Owen, do you want to start us off? Um, yes. Yeah, Have, like, a... Uh, could you really quickly send me the, um, link... To my Google Docs for the um, uh, document. Yep. Um, Copied it. Discord. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. So, um, there you are. Welcome to our first um, interview, I guess. Yes. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Very enthusiastic. We're high production for D and D Power Squid. Yep, yep. High high production. Yeah. So um, I guess 
um one of one of my first my, one of my actually um first like personal questions is um when you started um uh, i'm sending you uh, a request for the dex uh will um when you started i, I sent it uh, to you via um discord yeah i need to request Didn't it I? oh okay cool um so when you first started um up for your uh store was there anything that you wish you would have like known before you started or did you have like previous um background to it like a like a mentor in a sense uh no i had no mentor the only thing i had sorry let me turn down my phone no i had no mentor the only thing i was was a big fan of comic shops uh the things i would have done kind of differently it's more on the business end like as far as like just talking to people and stuff it's been great i would maybe carry some different products up front uh i also probably would have taken an online accounting class before I started mm -hmm. but I mean we're talking just like not the fun part of it's like basically not the fun part of the business like it's the background yeah, yeah, the, yeah like I agree the, the math part yeah 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 like just how like what and also like what do I need to keep track of what isn't important to keep track of I should have done more investigation of that but I was too excited to just open a comic shop and game store so I kind of jumped in without looking on that one but every I wouldn't change anything else but just kind of that one all right, okay. cool. Yeah. Um, and Owen, oh, I think we should probably oh, introduce can... this whole thing because if we are online right now, um, yeah. am I all right? Am I going to do that? Okay. Yes. I Ladies and gentlemen, um, this is our special interview episode of D and D: The Power of Squid, our number two second episode. This is Todd Jobeck. Is that how? Is that good? That is perfect. Great. Um, our the owner of our long-running sponsor store, Secret Crisis Comics. Um, I have a quick announcement thingy. Uh, if you have any questions for um, Mr. Todd, please just contact us at dndpowersquid.com. Um, you can ask him any questions on the contact section uh, via email. We will get that a little bit later, and we'll try to answer that to the best of our ability um, later on. Uh, and I believe that's all, so we can get back into the questions. Sorry about that. All right. Cool. Owen, would you like to start us off with our first question, actual question? Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, what's, what's one thing you, um, are like inspired by now, to, like today when it comes to comic, comic books and like, um, frankly, like what, what, what are some of the comic books that really like, um, inspired your, uh, love for, um, kind of like Marvel and, um, all sorts of comic book branches when you were young? Uh, well, I was always a fan, like the first books I read when I was a kid, I loved Avengers. I loved X-Men. I liked the big team up books. Yeah. Uh, and initially I wasn't a big fan of DC books when I was a kid. Cause I just found Superman overpowered and things like that. And I'm kind of old. So back in the eighties, like all of a sudden DC did two huge events. They did, um, Batman, the dark Knight returns and the Watchmen, And those kind of just literally blew my mind. They were so well-written, so uh. different from anything I'd read. I was really excited, but I continued to read Marvel, even though Marvel, I'm not saying they were formulaic, but it just wasn't as cutting edge as those two books, but I still loved X-Men. I got into fantastic four, which to this day, I still read pretty ravenously uh, Iron Man, Alpha flight, uh, but in new mutants, like those were the first ones that got me into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, I mean, I mean, I've I've never been like a um, huge book hit. I've always loved to like read. It sounds like the most generic thing kid is, can ever say, <laughs> but I just I've always like like that 
aspect of being able to um I mean and as a DM like there comes to a point where you just you you get to understand the basics of writing notes and being able to like um like and or being able to showcase your ideas via just like uh words but I mean having um having like an illustration of that would be um amazing so seeing um comics have always like really inspired me of like how do they um mix uh telling stories with words and also telling stories with pictures in this in the sense you know what i mean yeah. um, so i mean that's i've always really loved that aspect of how they can really blend together in this like nice symphony where it doesn't just like uh pool into like this chaotic ma- mess um if you know what i mean you know that is the hard if you think about it, that is the trick because you don't want it if it's too wordy you're not, the pictures aren't going to look good. And because of the actual physical format, the prints can be tiny. So you have to balance with too wordy and, or too many pictures and no story. Yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There have been comics where literally there was no dialogue, no word bubbles, but they told a beautiful, an amazing story. There was a GI Joe where basically the entire 25 pages was a dog fight and it was just amazing, but there was absolutely zero words in the whole issue. Yeah. So they did it perfect, <laughs> but there is a balance. You hit it on the head that, to make a good book, you have to balance, you know, the actual verbiage, the dialogue. You have to also, it's, it's a visual art. So you definitely want good storytelling in pictures. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Yeah. Great. Um, is there a specific fact or interesting idea that, um, like, not all listeners that, who are listening to this episode would know about the business or um, comics in general or something like that? The only thing that's weird is, like, again, this is the business side, is it's very chaotic on the backside. Uh, it does not roll smooth like I would have hoped, but I accept that because I have, you know, I'm not going to lie. I think I have probably the best job on earth right now, so I'm not <laughs> complaining, but it is yeah. a bit more chaotic than I anticipated. Uh, yeah. But no, as far as the industry goes, it's pretty good. You know, it is cyclical. Like, it just feels like every five years, there's like about six months of dud books, but we're getting back into an uptick right now, and I'm currently. Some of the independents have been really good. There's a lot of uh, horror has actually come back huge. You know, for years it was zombies and all about everyone wanted zombies and Walking Dead, Marvel, Marvel zombies came out. But right now we're heading towards more of a horror. And some of the writing has been just phenomenal, but it is not your standard superhero stuff. So it's one of the things where you can, I mean, you can be a big comic fan and actually not like superheroes, to be honest with you. And right now is yeah. a good time because the horror books have been just amazing recently. I mean, yeah. Um- uh, along with that idea, um, I, I don't know if I pronounce this name right, but it's a comic company branch called, I think it's like Blumhouse, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they are known, I think they work with Critical Role sometimes to make, to produce some of their like Vox Machina comics. But yep. when it comes to like their storytelling with like Umbrella Academy, um, and like, um, I think Sweet Tooth might also be a part of Blumhouse. I can't, I'm not, I'm not a... I'm, oh I'm, no problem. I'm, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> um, I, I know that I know that when it comes to Blumhouse, they they don't, they they're kind of like the Adult Swim of comic books, where they don't really like um, they they're not afraid because some some brands when it comes to showcasing some ideas or some stuff, they kind of like stray away from that, you know. Um, where Blumhouse, I know that from like the stuff I've read, they seem pretty like this is the story we want to tell. We don't want any of your guys' crap about it. You know, this, this, I, I, they're like one of my favorite comic book companies when it comes to just like that. Yeah. It's kind of actually, it's a great analogy um, that you just did because yeah, there's um, if you work for Marvel and DC, it's great. Cause you know, you kind of reach the pinnacle, 
but it's almost as if you have the least amount of creative control at that time. Exactly. Whereas yeah, yeah. on these other companies, the smaller companies, a lot of them are actually creator-owned titles, so they run it. It's like with uh, Robert Kirkman in Walking Dead. That was his total like creation. He also did, I believe he was Invincible, which is amazing that he wrote two awesome things that are so, so different. Yeah, I mean, Invincible is just like um, a Marvel branch that basically just like turned into something that uh, like of its own, you know? I know Invincible. Yeah, but then he went from Invincible to Walking Dead, and I don't know. I mean, he's just so like, he like does like a genre, and then just stops. He he says his story, and then did Walking Dead for like ten years. And then he just announced, "I've finished my story," and now he went on to something. Oh, what is it? Okay, I, this is embarrassing. The name of the current book's eluding me, but he's on another book, which is a totally different genre. I think it's now more of a sci-fi genre. So mm-hmm. he's one of those guys, yeah. though, that because of that freedom, can do what he wants and tell the stories he wants. And what's kind of nice is, as sad as it is, they have ends. Like I love the fact that you know. Batman's on issue a thousand, but after a thousand issues, you kind of either start recycling or, you know, it just becomes patterns. Like, you yeah, know, Batman's, they kidnap Robin. Oh, he rescues Robin. And then four years later, guess what? They kidnapped Robin. And it's like when it goes on in perpetuity like that, you kind of get trapped. Whereas if you have your title, you can start it and end it and tell yeah. a story. Yeah. I, 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 like, I agree with a lot of TV shows. Um, and I think Walking Dead kind of fell prey to that, like the TV show itself. Uh, yeah, it definitely fell to the other side it, of it, it where it's like, like I feel like I feel like in the repetitive. Some people might disagree with me, but like some um a lot of Mar- a lot of Star Wars movies. At some point, it's so good you never want it to end. But there's going to get to a point where the story just is going to be ringed out. And it, it, Star Wars is a shame too because there's such a universe out there. And as much as I was excited by the Force Awakens. It was a copy of A New Hope. I mean, it, it even exactly, it like Last Jedi was just a screen by screen um, play of, uh, uh, um, I think, like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's funny because the, that's I think why Mandalorian and the TV shows are doing so good is they actually had like they were allowed to not they could do what they wanted. Whereas the movies, they're like, no, you have to do these beats. You have to follow this formula. And that's why the movies were disappointing. But I think that's why the uh, Mandalorian is so exciting because that's not following a pattern right now. We, it's, I mean, it's following a pattern because it's kind of like a classic Western or like the Japanese book Lone Wolf and Cub where there is a bit of an archetype there, but they're not following something that they already did as a company. So I, I, that's yeah. why I love Mandalorian right now because it's just new. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to um, and a quick side, like, question. Um, you were talking about, like, how you get your, um, I don't know, uh, completely blanking right now, but how you get your, <laughs> like, comics and books and stuff. How do you actually find the stuff that you're going to put in that store, in your store? Um, well, okay, there's actually, it depends on the avenues because we kind of have, we're, we kind of split into four areas. We have comics, board games, uh, Funko Pops slash action figures, and then collectible card games. And I'm going to call, and I'm throwing D&D with the board games because those are kind of the easiest things to order because of the production. They have to do everything way in advance, and it's very set. So yeah. that's just, you know, there's a couple of companies, and when I need a game, I just look who's got an inventory and order it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Funko Pops are a little more chaotic because Funko itself doesn't always supply every distributor the same. So we have an idea of when stuff comes out, but there's been times where, like, Meyer got their shipment about a month ahead of time. And that kind of annoyed me. Or the fact that right now we're still getting some of the pops from um, Loki, which has already ended. 
And I'd like, and, but we're also getting what if at the same time. So it's like, they're not always contemporaneous with the product they're supporting, which gets frustrating. Uh, Magic is pretty good about, you know, we have to actually commit to one company. Wizards of the Coast requires us to have one supplier. So it's generally not bad, but with current world status of production and shipping, uh, that can be a little chaotic. I, I sweat those a little bit just because sometimes you know we have we had a big release this weekend, and sometimes they cut it really close to us getting our materials on time. Yeah. And then with comics, comics is going through an evolution actually. In that, for the past like twenty years, it's been a monopoly of one company to order all comics from, which was very easy. And now DC had pulled has pulled out, Marvel's pulled out. Uh, a company called IDW just announced this very week that they're pulling out. So now instead of one order a month, we're going to have four. So competition's good, but it's going to be a lot more work on our end. Yeah, but on that, yeah. That's how that's how kind of the back end goes. And as far as, as far as what to carry, um, you know, Magic and Pokemon, it's all about the latest stuff. Comics, I try to just keep track of what's popular. Um, board games are probably the hardest because there's so much good stuff right now. There's a couple of – I follow a couple of podcasts that are um, – really good about just you know these are some good games here's how they play and i kind of try to judge on what i think people like which is kind of hard yeah yeah i'm sorry that answer took so long i apologize no 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 no, it's fine you're you're totally fine um yeah Wyeth, go ahead okay um i have a question like um how long have you been having this store open like how when did you um like start it uh, officially, we opened three years ago on December, December, Jesus, on September 15th. The store, we actually incorporated, that was 2018. We actually incorporated in February 2017 because that's when I was positive I wanted to do a shop. But we, I moved back to Michigan. I, I grew up in Michigan, but moved around for about 20 years. I came back in 2015. But when we came back, we knew that I had to I had to try this. I wanted to do it kind of my whole life mm. and being in a new town and we really love living in Chelsea now. I wanted to open a store. So I kind of knew in 2015, I wanted to do it, but it wasn't until 2017 that I built up enough stock, you know, storing stuff in my house. And I'm like, okay, I think we can start actually talking about this for real. And yeah. so that's how it all got rolling. All right. Great. Yeah. Uh, Sylvie, would you like to ask a question? Do you have the doc pulled up? Uh, actually, I have a question I'd like to ask. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite part about owning, owning a comic book store? Uh, people. This this is it. This is the stuff. I, I never realized, because I was always kind of a cynic saying, oh, I want to be alone. I want to do this. But always talking to people like all day long. I mean, granted, I'm not on register as much anymore because I have more business now that the, we're third year. But I love talking to people who love what I love. So yeah. I love talking yeah. D&D. I love talking board games, comics. And then when people find that one thing that we happen to have that no one else has and they get excited, I never realized what a thrill it is to make. This is going to sound really, I don't know, selfish, but I never knew how fun it is to make other people, like make their day. How's that? Like yeah. if you find that one, like let's say you were looking for that one perfect dice set and you just found this one you fell in love with at the store. That's honestly an incredibly great, it's a great feeling on my end. So that's why I still feel I'm the luckiest person because it's my business, but I get to kind of make other people happy. And I never realized I like to do that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've, I mean, I've only been on this planet for like 13 years, but (laughs) I've heard, um, I've heard a lot of stories about 
um, I mean, my brother is in college and my sister's in the Coast Guard. So I've heard a lot of stories about how you have, and my brother, for example, he used, he wanted to be an engineer um, and he was in college and his first, second year, uh, or his first year, he was actually, um, he was taking this robotics class and this is when COVID hit. And he was, he was talking about how uh, he loved robot. He loved engineering. He loved all of this design. But the problem was that once in COVID hit, um, his professor basically just said, build a robot at your house. So (laughs) for quarantine, he just built a robot and it it was so many just long nights. He just like, like stayed in the garage. Just, um, I mean, like blood, sweat and tears into this like tiny little robotics thing that he built. And then, um, he ended up he ended up getting a like a plus on it but like failing the class because he got like a um uh sorry brother but he got like a like a bad score on this test or something and and then that's when he actually like took a step back talked to my dad and was just like you know what engineering might not be for me and he looked at other things and um he's just very a politically active person and loves just helping other people and he just he decided to go into political science where he now works um at um in this city to help uh, people as he's like in college to help people with like homeless shelters and all that stuff and getting funding for people. And he really, he just always is talking about how like, it's just knowing that you're, you're helping other people. Um, and, but also taking time to make sure that you're okay too. Cause if you really don't like what you're doing and you're just doing it just because you need that like little bit of extra or something like that, then it's not a good fit for you. And I feel like with that comic book stories, I mean, it's like perfect. You get to talk to people, you get to um, immerse yourself in this culture where you might not find anywhere else. And then that's like kind of like where you really can feel like, you know, um, right. And I think that's like perfect for someone who just wanted to go into a job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel for your brother because that's actually really good what he did because college is so, so expensive now. So basically for a lot of people, if you don't know what you want to do at 18, you could get stuck in something because you already invested so much money that you're like, oh, well, I have, you know, I'm already two years in. I have to get this degree so I can get a job, but I don't like it. Yeah. That's really, get- that's really cool. Your brother actually, you know, was willing to switch because he's going to be a lot happier in his life. Yeah. That's yeah. Really cool. And it's worked, it's worked like a charm and he just, he just loves doing what he's doing. And, and that's, that's like, that's amazing because he gets an education, but he also gets to help other people. And yeah, that's really cool. So, yeah. And I, I, yeah. So being, being someone who has a sibling who has experienced stuff like that, it's, it's nice. It's, it's good to know that, you know, there are jobs out there that people can be like, Oh, you know what? I actually like doing this. And it's not utter annihilation for my uh, brain cells. <laughs> yeah. Cause with this one, I didn't anticipate like what part I would like. I thought I was going to be like, Oh, I just love owning a comic shop. I'm going to sit in here, read comics all day and play board games all night. And then it, I'm realized, oh, it's actually a job. I have to work all the time. And I don't read as many comics as I want to. But it's again, it's the interactions. It's when, you know, especially during COVID, actually, it was kind of nice because we provided not normalcy, but we provided us like, I mean, maybe I'm over, I'm blowing this up, but it just seems like a lot of stuff I sell is escapism. And during COVID, when I mean, even now, it's still, you know, it's still a very uncertain world. But you know, when you're playing D&D for those three hours, you can get out of your mind. You can play something, focus, and, you know, not have to worry about what's going on with the vaccines, what's going on with politics. You can actually isolate your brain for those three hours and enjoy just the purity of having fun. I mean, we wouldn't, I mean, I can kind of vouch for everybody in this call. Um, me and my friends would have definitely not survived quarantine um, if we'd never found D&D. 
Yeah, yeah I, that's I, probably true. Yeah, because yeah, it allowed you. I mean, and it just yeah. And the, what's really cool about TV too is that that what it, the amount of creativity it fosters. I so wish like I was in drama in high school, and in hindsight. D&D should be what all like drama people play on the side and they do I know at Purple Rose a lot of the understudies there is a D&D group that they play in house at the theater but I get it because you have to like especially if you really want to role play like when you start doing that it's amazing the game's amazing it's like yeah. it's like you're in a new yeah. world you're also in a, you're also in your own play slash movie uh, yeah, for the DM, you're writing a book almost. It's like amazing. <laughs> yeah, acting and D and D yeah. go right hand in hand there. Oh yeah, yes, very much so. Yeah, and then yeah. like yeah, you can make up your adventures. Like, yes, yeah. Create a community, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, what advice would you give someone who's looking to pursue a career like you? Um, definitely get a broad back. Like, if you're going to talk actual studies, make sure you have kind of a broad background because. <laughs> The, I mean, I've been fortunate because, you know, when I moved to Chelsea, there was no shops anywhere near here except for Ann Arbor. So there was a void. So I, I was fortunate because I did the research. You know, we were looking, do I want to open in Celine, Chelsea or something? And Chelsea was the, fortunately, I live here too. So it was the perfect location. So, you know, if you're trying to do this, just first check out location because uh, it's a it's a very, it's horrible as this sounds, it can be cutthroat because, you know, if you buy your, uh, you know, if you buy a player's handbook at one store, you don't need to buy another player's handbook. No, so it's yeah, hard to have like two, it would be hard to have two game stores like right next to each other. But right yeah, now Chelsea's a vibrant, vibrant community. So right now, you know, there's no problems with that. So I look into that. Uh, just be very well read, not just comics, but just kind of be up on like all you know. And again, not just Marvel films, but like good films. Like you know, kind of you guys are a little young yet, but when you hit 18, watch The Godfather. One of the oh, most. Oh, I've, I've watched The Godfather. Okay. That is one of the greatest. I mean, seriously. Of course you have. Of course you have. Amazing, amazing like, film. But just you want a broad background. You don't want to just be only into comics because it also helps, you know, when a parent comes in with their kid, they might not really be into comics. But if I can make a connection with them talking about just, for instance, Godfather, talk about a book I read, you know, it helps in the aspect of the store to just be have a broad knowledge base of all culture. So, yeah. you know, you don't want to overfocus. Uh, you don't want to be like uh, elitist. That's I. That's something that drove me nuts as a kid. Is my comic shop was kind of elitist. So if I would buy a comic, they would be like, "Oh, you still read Batman?" And I felt like and this was a college kid talking. Which I was only thirteen, and that was a college kid. So needless to say, that made me feel really small. Yeah. So you just also have to realize that you don't know everything. You know, I'm a, I own the store, but you know what? I don't own everything, and my tastes aren't the end all be all. You know. I like certain artists. You don't. You like certain artists. I don't. But that's just the way the world is. You got to accept subject taste. Yeah. Um, the yeah. main thing is don't get trapped into your own. Like, don't make the store about you. It's about the customer. Is the main thing. Mm, yeah. 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 Um. Will, do you want to ask another one? Uh, sure. I can do another one. Um. So, well, actually, oh, never mind. Um. What is one common myth, do you think, um, out of your profession that you would like to clear up? If there is... I think, well, it's a, it's actually goes into the myth I believed in that when I was at the store, I would be sitting reading comics eight hours a day and gaming all night. Because yeah. the part, the myth that people don't realize is it is a business. It's like, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a hard business because the mark, you know, the, our markup isn't that big. And we, and as much as I love Chelsea, it's not, you know, downtown New York. I don't have foot traffic. So yeah, people yeah. who come in are you know trying to get in. So the part that's a myth is like, you know, for instance, Tuesdays were closed. 
And I hear a lot of customers go, oh, that's great. You have a day off. And I'm like, sure, day off. That's it. Because in reality, that's my like, that's almost my hardest day of the week. We get truck in that day. I have to rotate all the new comics, you know, move all the shelves. I have to do our inventory for the week. I have to send stuff to my accountant. Uh, it, Wednesday, I mean, Tuesday, the day we're closed for customers is actually my hardest day of the week physically. Like we are busting our butts in there trying to get stuff ready for the rest of the week. And so that's the part I think is kind of the surprise to people is that it's, and it, you know, I again, I love my job, but the fact is it's, it's very hard work, but it's the first time I've ever done this type of hard work and felt absolutely rewarded for it. So I yeah. do not mind it. So yeah, yes. it's still a job. Like it's not just like, like yeah, it's still a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just sitting there playing. I mean, great. This is awesome. This is like you know, this is very fun for me right now. So doing this interview is great. Uh, the few times I've been able to play D and D in the past year have been great. But I've had to drop out of two groups now because I don't have time. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that's the part that I think is a misconception is that oh, it's just reading and gaming all day. Okay. So Secret Chris's comments is open. Every day of the week except for Tuesday, then? Yeah, because Tuesday is uh, our delivery day. Like, the Tuesday okay. is the day new comics are shipped in. And it Got is it. quite a bit of work to, like, because we have to check everything for quality, put it in our computers, and then pull stuff for subscriptions, and then put it on the shelf. And that alone takes about four hours. And we used Ooh. to try to do it. We did try to be open on Tuesdays, and it just wasn't working because people would come in at noon, and we were not ready. And it was kind of embarrassing because they're trying <laughs> to get comics. And I hadn't pulled subscriptions yet, so I had to tell people, oh, you know, I know the comics are out, but don't grab any yet because I have to make sure I have enough for subscriptions. And so yeah. we just finally decided it's better to be closed and not have to worry about that. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Huh. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wyatt, do you want to ask the next question? Um, sure. Actually, if I may inter interrupt for a second. Yeah. Um, We just got the most jacked. Uh, I just got the most jack text of all time. Oh, that's weird. Um, he he's he just uh just called me wondering uh when the when the, when the interview starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Okay, dokie. Should you tell him that it's on right now? Yeah. Uh. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. So. Please continue. Please continue. So yeah. Okay. All right. Wyeth, go ahead. Um. Have you like always wanted to do a business and like if so like if it was was it always like a comic store you wanted to have? <laughs> it's well it's I, I feel bad because it's a story I've told a couple I mean it's just a story that I've had but yeah I've wanted to do a comic shop since third grade. Wow. Oh wow, okay. Like when I got into comics and started going to shops, I loved it. And my friend and I we created our own little role-playing game on his pool table with Legos and Hot Wheels, in uh, that we basically <laughs> created like we, or we created Second Life, in a sense. So he was a doctor in this game, and I owned a comic shop, and I delivered comics throughout our city. And then, you know, <laughs> and cool. then the Germans would attack because we also had toy soldiers laying around. So that was a, not really what I want to have happen. But, yeah, it's something I've always thought <laughs> yeah. would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Did Question. Did he become a doctor? As ironic? I don't know if it's ironic. But actually, he did. He's in oh Brighton. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> this game. You need to I mean, this. Park, yeah, yeah, that is like not just second life. That's real You're life. I know, but it's kind of funny. Because he grew, grew apart in college. I didn't really talk to him for years. And then on Facebook, you know, you know, once that started up, I friended him. And he's a doctor now in Brighton. <laughs> that is that's, that's awesome. So hilarious. 
That's yeah. great. Yeah, I wish more people. I wish more people could have played with us because who knew you were going to fulfill your childhood dreams? I'm playing this game. <laughs> let's just hope. Yeah. Let's just hope that none of these, none of these like extra friends you might have added were wanted to be like a dictator or anything. That would be a little <laughs> right, right. Or someone's going to be. You know what? I'm going to be a gangster robber. No, no. It was just basically. It was that. Uh, some of them were like not as far. I don't want to say far fetched, but you know, like there were a couple people who wanted to be engineers and I don't think they became engineers, but they still were science-based, which is pretty close. But two of us who played all the time, like a lot of times it was just the two of us playing this game. Uh, we both followed the dream, which is kind of crazy to look at in hindsight. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely let's magic. A, let's just take a step back and um, prepare for World War III because you said the Germans were invading in this. Um, <laughs> well, that was because <laughs> the had, when I was growing up, I only had the green, you know, basically the green uh, toy soldiers, the ones like from Toy Story. With yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he actually had some, though, that were modeled after World War II German soldiers, so we wanted to use them for something. And it's also kind of like playing, if you've ever played Sim City, where after you build a city and get bored with it, you have to have a disaster. Yeah. And so it was Germans would attack. He had a cool Godzilla, like a two foot Godzilla that hit one part of the city a couple of times. Oh, no. So you just also would have that. And then, you know, I would have to figure out how to still deliver comics in the middle of a Godzilla apocalypse. (laughs) I mean, is that really like the number one priority? (laughs) Well, since he was a doctor, I guess it might have (laughs) been. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Sylvie, would you like to ask another question? Um, is she, uh, is she here? Oh, yeah, she's she here. Um, I'll just okay, I'll just, I'll just okay. Um, so I think I um emailed you this one time, like the first time I actually ever got in contact with you. And I, um, we're, I, uh, who did you, oh, okay, I, um, I uh, emailed you about um, your store and one of the questions I asked was, I think, what about the coronavirus and how it was impacting your store? Um, so, so how how has the coronavirus like changed your business overall? Uh, the main the negatives have been in store play. Like right now, D and D we're not doing because well, it's twofold because I I'm really like it's just it's too long because the D and D sessions we would run them and it would be six hours. Whoa. And just having people sitting there for six hours with customers is hard. <laughs> uh, we just started doing magic events again. We generally do them outside of hours. But then that's hard on our end because all of a sudden after an eight-hour day, we have a six-hour event. So some days it's really yeah. long. And we're also noticing, though, people aren't really ready to come back all the time. We've had several events that just didn't go because we were short people. Um, I think people are just a little, and I'm not, and I don't disagree, you know, people need to do what they need to do to keep, you know, to feel safe in their heads. So the events have been hurt there, but other aspects have picked up, like the board games in the past year are selling better. Um, Pokemon is selling better than it ever has, but that's not so much because of Corona is so much, all of a sudden people realized online, you know, watching people open packs online that they actually have value. Uh-huh. So um, people who don't normally co- collect Pokemon are buying them because it's fun to open a pack and find a $20 card. Uh, comics weren't too bad affected, except for the fact that there's a lot more delays now. But we are fortunate because, I mean, I feel so bad for like restaurants and those type of things that we didn't have the limitations put on them like us like they did. Because, again, as a small store, with my capacity and how many people are ever in the store – only once in the past year have I ever had to stop someone at the door and say, hey, we're at capacity. Can you hold off for a second? Wow. So, we, yeah, I mean, honestly, we fall into this little crevasse where it's like 
it's not been terrible for us. I mean, and I feel almost bad saying that because I feel like, oh, I should suffer with the other restaurants, but we haven't been suffering like that. I mean, business has been, we haven't lost business to be honest with you. And that's I good. kind of feel guilty. Yeah, that's really just, good. It's good. Really I good. just, I feel guilty because not everyone can say that. So I wish, I mean, I mean, I wish everyone good luck out there, but it's just, yeah, we've been fortunate that what we sell, people can take home and play I mean, or, or read or do. And that has been a blessing for us. Or um, as, use as miniatures and uh, kill the rest of their party members. <clears throat> oh, God. No. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wonder what weirdo would do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time we go to that store, we at least buy one thing. I, I, every, yeah, every single time I go to that store, I at least buy a new death weapon. <laughs> yep. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, what would you say your number one take takeaway from your business is? Uh huh. Number one takeaway that the gaming slash comic community, and this is might be surprising, but they're all they're some of the most generous people I've met. Because we do stuff, you know, we've done a couple charity events for Extra Life. We do stuff not officially affiliated with the Humane Society of Huron Valley, but we do a lot. Like, we drive as much goodwill towards them as we can. And I'm always stunned by, like, we have a little collection for the, you know, the dogs. You know, put the dollar or change in there. And if you go to other stores, they're never nearly as full as ours. Because you guys are generous. When we did our Extra Life campaign, um, it's a 24-hour gaming marathon we did. And we raised, we, I, you know, I thought we could do a thousand. We did almost 1300 oh and the biggest, and the biggest people who donated were the D and D players actually, because the DM was basically selling for a buck. You could get an extra roll for five bucks. You got a, a kit of uh, health potions. Like he also helped promote it, but these guys were more than willing to pitch in and just the generosity. And right now we also do, uh, we collect blankets and bath towels for the animal shelter and we get stuff in almost every other day. Like it started off just trickling, but now people know they can drop it off. And you guys are just so generous. It's one of those things I didn't think about because everyone's like, oh, they're just, you know, the the archetype nerd who only cares about themselves. And they're awkward. But yeah. in reality, uh, gamers, comic people, uh, board gamers, they're some of the, I never knew this, how just generous you guys are. And it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we should totally start doing that as like a, game once like we should ask people to join us and have them pay huh that's huh? a good that's a good model <laughs> that's right there. Yeah, for, yeah, forget, yeah. forget about forget about anchor sponsorships let's just do that <laughs> we won't right, no, it's almost, at this point, 70 dollars you need to start pushing like a patreon or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean we have yeah, to turn the charity thing into Make more money. <laughs> That's us. It is, but it's, it's kind of cool, though, because, I mean, especially with the animal shelter, because the one, God, they they give out, I you know, I don't know. I know nothing about animal shelters. So I'm like, oh, you know, maybe they get do- homes for like 100 dogs a year. And in reality, they average almost like th- two to three dogs a day are placed. I mean, they're amazing. And I love dogs. I love all animals. So, yeah, they're just kind of, it's a cool group to support, but anything you can do to help other people is kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, go, exactly. go, whatever is follow your passion. I'm passionate about animals. So that's the other, that's why we focus on them. But you know what, if you find a local charity or something you guys like to do, yeah, do a sponsorship one night and sell health potions for a buck. And you know, it's always, it feels good to raise money, which is another thing. I was always a cynical person, but I never realized it is kind of, it isn't just giving out because it does make you feel good as well. So 
I mean, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a key that's a key point when it comes to that stuff. Um, speaking of speaking of stuff raised from the podcast, um, I think uh, as of now we have raised eighty cents from oh. ad revert ad 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 ad, ad, ad money. <laughs> uh, yeah. not, not a lot, but wait, your podcast is monetized now. It we get um so anchor had anchor will send us a um a sponsorship. Um, awesome. And we yeah. will earn like I think the most money we can earn is like fifteen bucks. So every single time someone listens to that sponsorship, um, we earn um some amount of cents. So we yeah. have- no, well, no, really- it's. <laughs> Wow, because yeah. I don't know how. I mean, I'm one of. The, I'm just like a fan person, so I don't know. Like you know, like the comic shop for you guys, I don't know how the meats and meat and potatoes work on the back end of you guys playing like this part. I didn't know you guys could do that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's do actually we, like we get fifteen dollars every. <laughs> what? What? I was just joking. I was like, oh, soon we'll be making the big dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's actually that we get um fifteen dollars, and I feel like because we're using Anchor, they're probably gonna make us say this, but it's fifteen dollars every thousand uh like views. Okay. So, okay. Uh, of the things, or no, fifteen dollars. Why can't I speak? Fifteen dollars every thousand views. So, um, exactly. Yeah. So we got the, we just soon before yeah. we're gonna move like hundreds all- of thousands. Yeah, yeah. You guys gotta take a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Sylvie. Do you have any other questions for um, Todd? Um, no, I don't think so. All right. Um, I have one. Um, how can our listeners contact you, either physically or by like the internet? Okay. Well, uh, one way to contact us is our land. I don't call it landline because it's still run through the internet, but our store phone number, which is 734-593-7110. We can also get text messages at that. And it's actually a really good way to reach us because I always like having that written message on the computer screen, but you can also email us at secretcrisiscomics at gmail.com. I know that um, email. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I made you use it a lot today. And yep, then we're also, yep. I mean, we're on Instagram, but I, I never realized when people contact you through Instagram, it's really hard to get like that notification pops up for like a nanosecond and then gets buried. And I've missed notifications from like a month ago on Instagram. So that is not a great way. Uh, Facebook Messenger does work, but uh, the best way is either texting the store or emailing or as much as some people hate it, if you just call, but Texting and emailing are honestly better because if you're asking for something, I have both your name and written out what you're looking for. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure, unless anybody else has any questions, that that concludes our interview. Yeah. Yep. This any was other really questions? fun, guys. I, well, I just wanted to say to you guys, I am so sorry about the computer dying. I that. <laughs> you're fine. It is not it your is- fault at all. I've never, ever dropped a laptop until yesterday. And for the first time in my life, I dropped a laptop. And since it's a touch screen, it cracked. I mean, it cracked the screen. And since it's a touch screen, it's now randomly highlighting things. And yeah, I had to run home. Like, as I told you before the uh, this you know broadcast, I had to run home and hop on a new computer. So thank you guys for your patience. This was really, really fun to do. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for joining us on here. For a really long time. So it's, yeah. it's um, even like, uh, Will's excitement um, when going through the call was just like so you. Cool. You should have heard me. I was be. I was so <laughs> excited. I thought he was just joking, 
So yeah, I was just like, real friend to punch me if I was joking. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, was, I was freaking out, like, no, you actually called him? Like, no way, this is awesome. And then meanwhile, I was, like, changing my username to, like, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, just joking Elon around. Like, oh, oh, that's that's actually very funny, though. That's a funny. That's awesome. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so, um, first of all, uh, D&D The Power Squad is obviously not an interview service, so sorry this wasn't the most uh, NPR uh, interview ever. But um, we tried. <laughs> um, and also, sorry, it's online. Um, it was just kind of the easiest way we could kind of uh, judge it, or work on I don't know, I can't speak today. Work on it. But um, thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you, you guys. Yeah, this was really fun. I really, thank you for inviting me. This was really fun. Thank you.